Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in, everybody. Justin Kinner with you here, um, and I'm excited to be bringing you another edition of the Reach the Horizon podcast. And before we get to our guest, I want to give a shout-out to our official sponsor of the Reach the Horizon podcast, uh, as every interview that we bring to you each and every week is brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. As we all know right now in the world of college athletics, there are so many question marks and there are so many tough decisions that are being made and that still have to be made. And any time I talk, I have a guest on that is in a decision-making role, I constantly say that I do not envy the position that that individual is in. And uh, right now I'm excited to bring on a person who, of course, is in that position to make a lot of very difficult decisions. That's Commissioner John LeCrone. Welcome in, sir. How are you today? Justin, I'm great. It's good to see you and uh, really challenging times for all of us, including you, I'm sure, and your uh, family. So we hope you are well and staying healthy. Uh, but uh, we've, we've had some challenging times since March, for sure. Absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that, by the way. I think that is the most important thing during these times. I know we get uh, a lot of time stuck in our sports bubble, which, you know, that's a great distraction. But sometimes this, the sports bubble becomes reality, as you now know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's true. And, and you know, the more people I talk to, we have, uh, you know, we have uh, many things to be thankful for our friends and our family and right now our health. So that that's our first and, and foremost uh, concern. And uh, uh, we always like to talk about that first. So Absolutely. thank you. Absolutely. No problem. Um, now, right now, um, so the power fives are getting a lot of attention because you had the five, the five power five conferences and two have right. decided to postpone their fall athletic season. And most importantly for them, their football seasons, which is their cash, gener- which is their revenue generators, of course. Uh, right. And then you have the ACC, the SEC and the PAC 12 who have decided um, to move forward. And right now the plan is for them to play. They're getting a lot of the attention. And right now we're going to find out a year or two down the road, who was on the right side of history, as far as who made the right decision and, Maybe we'll find out that, hey, both were not right or wrong. Both all conferences made decisions that were best for them. Yourself, being the commissioner of the Horizon League, had to make a tough decision as well. You also postponed the fall athletic season coming up. How tough of a decision was that for you and your team? Really difficult. Um, In fact, we had a call with our council, which is primarily our 12 athletic directors and representatives from uh, our student athlete advisory committee, the faculty reps, and our senior women's administrators. And that's one of, the, one of the things I wanted to talk about them on Tuesday because we announced the cancellation of fall on Thursday. And then over the weekend, our IADs had to deliver uh, that message to our coaches and our students. And uh, I have a 20-year-old junior in college, and I know he's not an athlete, but I know how disappointed he would have been if we had to sit down with him and say, look, something you really love and enjoy, you're not going to be able to do uh, at least for this fall. So really, really difficult, uh, painstaking. Uh, we took a long time to consider um, what we thought were all of the uh, uh, issues. And we seriously considered all of those. It was very collaborative, uh, lots and lots of phone calls. And so we took our time. I think we ended up in the right place relative to the Horizon League. And I think the leagues that are continuing on, and I have many colleagues in the ACC and in the Big 12 and the SEC, 
you know, they made those decisions based on what they thought was best for their league. So I respect that a lot. But many of us felt that we could not continue on based on uh, fundamentally science and health. It was about the virus. It was about our ability to cope with the virus. So I think we're in the right place for now. Uh, and we're now pivoting towards basketball and the hope that we can have a successful winter sports season with a real focus on uh, basketball. Absolutely. And you kind of touched on some of the behind the scenes efforts that went in kind of, you know, to making that announcement as far as the fall postponement is concerned. Uh, the one thing I know, I'm just interviewing many coaches throughout your league uh, in various sports. There is a there is a team concept. There is a team vibe. That's the one thing I really do enjoy about all the coaches and, and the mindset within this conference. What was the, the team approach or what was the team reaction to this? What are some of the reactions you got from coaches? Obviously disappointed, um, but I've been real impressed with a lot of the coaches' reactions on social media, just knowing that, hey, it's unfortunate, but this is the reality and we have to do what's best to protect our athletes and the students as a whole. You know, our coaches have been great. And one of the things they have done, which is a huge credit to them, is they've talked to each other a lot. And they're mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I've really noticed about our league, our 12-team league, is we've really gotten to know one another as people much better. Uh, we've gotten to know about everyone's health and their safety and their families, and that's really brought us together. And I would say that goes for our coaches. They're talking a lot. Many have set up their own calls, not orchestrated by us, just to mm -hmm. touch base with one another. So the communication has been good. The communication has been frequent. There has been good communication between the league office staff and our ADs, and then our ADs to our coaches, our coaches to our young people. So that's been really good. Uh, so I think that has been helpful. And as uh, a result of that, I think uh, it was uh, difficult, uh, but certainly, um, you know, it, it really did help in the delivery of the message that was a disappointing to uh, a lot of people. And then, you know, we wanted to create uh, an attitude of moving forward and hopefulness. So we're still leaving open the possibility of uh, a fall uh, competition in the spring, as is the NCAA. And by the way, Justin, the NCAA board will decide tomorrow and will act on a recommendation from the NCAA council to consider a staging NCAA championships, uh, fall championships in the spring. Notwithstanding that, uh, even if there were no NCAA fall, uh, ch fall championships in the spring, we still might decide to have uh, fall sports in the spring. So we'll consider that. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll think it through and uh, hopefully we'll make a, a well-informed decision on, on that as well. So I think the mailman's there. Pay no attention to the dog in the background. That's just someone that's who's on the door. That, I mean, that's life. That's I was just going to say. At home right there. You never know who's going to knock on the door and when the dog's going to bark. So Some of my favorite okay. interviews have been when you know the, the <laughs> dogs okay. interact, kids will walk in. I mean, no, that's part of it. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> part of working at home. It, it makes these interviews a, a, little, a little lighter, and sometimes they need to be. 
Horizon League Commissioner John LeCrone with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, the potential of, you know, the fall sports, you know, being played in the spring. And that is the goal. Um, when we say spring do, or the, you know, when we say spring, do we mean spring or I would keep hearing, you know, January at times that's winter. I, I mean, what's I know right now basketball and we're going to transition to that in a moment. But uh, what's the ideal? What, what is your ideal start time for a potential spring fall season? Well, let's talk about basketball first. That yes, would be sir. a winter, what we would call a winter sport that actually, <laughs> interestingly enough, begins in the fall, plays in the winter, and ends in early spring. So, okay. Well, let's talk about basketball first, which we really, by NCAA terms, call a winter sport. Mm -hmm. We will hear by mid-September from the NCAA relative to the start of the season. I don't think we'll hear much from the NCAA about the postseason. So for now, I think the postseason remains as it is, culminating in the Final Four in Indianapolis on its original date, which is early April. Uh, however, I think what our basketball community is going to have to get used to, and we've talked to our IDs and our coaches about this, the start of the season might be delayed, and it might be delayed on a month-to-month -month basis or week-to-week -week basis as the NCAA makes decisions. So the first line in the sand is mid-September. Right now, we're scheduled to start practice on September the 29th, uh, um, and that could be moved back, uh, obviously. So we'll have, have to wait and see on uh, men's and women's basketball. Relative to the other uh, – uh, winter and, and spring sports. It's kind of bit business as usual. Uh, there will still be in say winter championships. There will still be um, spring championships. And so it's more business as, as usual. And what's going to impact that? Well, number one, what's the virus look like? Number two, what does testing look like relative to cost, capacity, and the uh, immediacy of uh, getting test results, which is, which is very difficult. And number three, one of the emerging issues that we see with the COVID infection and those ha who have been infected, even those who, who may have been asymptomatic, there are some emerging heart issues that we're going to have to be very serious about in terms of cardiac care and cardiac health. So those are the drivers, uh, you know, we criticize a lot as an industry of, oh, it's all about the money and it's just about the money. Oh, it's really not. All of these decisions we've made in our league have been framed by science, medicine, and the health and safety of our young people. And so that's what we'll continue to focus on on a go-forward basis. In regards to basketball, you hear many different, you know, there's different ideas. I mean, different models out there, a bubble model, uh, maybe a conference only. I mean, are those conversations that are being had behind the scenes? I mean, kind of what are you envisioning or if you're even able to go into that, what are some of the plan A, B and C's that you could potentially touch on? Yeah, let me give you the levels of, of kind of thinking, decision making. Certainly the NSA staff, the basketball staff working in collaboration with the men's basketball committee, women's basketball committee, the oversight committees, and then the coaches association, the NABC and the WBCA. Uh, that's a real collaborative effort. And their focus will be on start date, end date, postseason. Then our job as conferences, if you will, is to fill in that middle range, which would be conference games. And then when you get down to the institutional level, how are we going to do that safely? And remember, we have 
you know, six or seven states. We have 12 schools. We have some travel restrictions within those communities. So the travel restrictions can uh, drive how the middle of the season might look like. So we're doing a lot of different modeling in terms of numbers of games, home and homes, travel. But I think what uh, everyone's going to have to get used to in our basketball community from the fans, the media, coaches, and young people is this notion of a regular Horizon League season with 12 teams and uh, let's say 22 games and it's all home and home, that's probably out the window. You, you know, you could think about pods of teams playing each other more than two times. Maybe we have uh, pods where we play uh, each other three and four and five times. Uh, that could be possible, staying in a geographic region. Maybe we could create our own bubbles where we bring a number of teams to central locations. So a lot of the modeling is taking place at those three levels, the national level, then the conference and conference office level, and at the institutional level. We'll have to sort all of that out uh, and uh, uh, figure that out maybe on a, on a even a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. Then the big challenge will be once we get the season started, what happens if we have an interruption of play? Yep. We probably will um, have an interruption of play and maybe teams that get quarantined. And then how do we respond to that so we don't penalize a team or young people uh, for things that happened out of their control? But we're thinking through all those things. We think we can manage that successfully. And one thing I'm excited about, Justin, is we we might come out of this with a real creative approach to a regular season for the Horizon League, that might be something we want to continue with uh, in the future. Absolutely. Last question here, and uh, we'll let you go. We really appreciate you taking time and kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit because I know a lot of people, are, there's so many questions out there. Not every questions have answers uh, as far as that's concerned. Are there other similar conferences that you are maybe collaborating with, or is this more just a, hey, we just got to, you know, be, be there for us right now? Is this just a Horizon League thing? Are you collaborating with other similar-sized conferences? Well, it's a great question, and one of the things that the COVID has created is a lot of collaboration. Mm-hmm. I now participate on at least three, sometimes four to five, conference commissioner calls a week. One of them is all 32 of us on the phone together, sometimes with Dr. Hainline from the NCAA, with President Emmert, with the governance staff of the NCAA with uh, the basketball staff. Then there's a smaller group of us that we call the CCA 22, and that's 22 conferences similar to ours uh, who simply uh, are not really focused. They have football, but they not might not be as focused as the A5 and what we call the other five in football. So we have a group of CCA 22, and sometimes we talk twice a week. And then there's a group of 10 of us and we have self-named ourselves the basketball-centric conferences. <laughs> leagues like the Big East, leagues like the 810, the Missouri Valley, the Horizon, where we are really focused on being nationally competitive on basketball. So there's just been a real high level of collaboration, and all those conversations have helped us frame as a league what we want to do uh, with basketball and also with the fall championships and how we responded to the spring championships. So It's my job to carry those thoughts into our council room and share a national league-wide perspective. Uh, And I think it's been really helpful. And once again, it's really made those relationships closer. 
Absolutely. All right. John LeCrone, the Horizon League Commissioner, our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Commissioner LeCrone, thank you so much. As I said earlier, anyone that is in these big decision-making roles, I don't envy you, but I do respect you and the job that your team has done. So thank you so much for your time today. Justin, thanks a lot. Appreciate all your work on Reach the Horizon and uh, be safe. Absolutely. You as well and your family. Take care. Thank you. All right, that was Commissioner John LeCrone, Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Just a reminder that Commissioner LeCrone and all guests on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Make sure you subscribe and download to the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes and Google Play Store. You can also access all previous uh, editions of the Reach the Horizon podcast at Horizon League. Dot com and make again it's very accessible there on soundcloud as well so make sure you take advantage of all those resources as well thank you everybody we'll do this again next week and until next week this has been reach the horizon the official podcast of the horizon league